This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. In fact, the website allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about on these very airwaves by going and submitting different uh, suggestions to the site. You submit something you find online, whether it's a blog post or video or whatever, and other listeners then get the chance to review it and vote it. Uh, They can vote up or they can vote down, and the most voted up items will make it to the front page and the top of our website, meaning we're more likely to see them and more likely to talk about them. Freetalklive.com is where you can go to do that. Of course, if you want to guarantee you get your issue on the air, then you should call in, because that's the point of the program. We'll take your calls about anything, and we'll start out with Matthew in California. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It's afternoon here in California. It is. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I was listening. I'm catching up on the podcast because I listened at work and I went on vacation, so I'm catching up. And I was listening to a phone call you got last Saturday from a police officer in, I believe it was Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in, and he was saying, oh, all cops are, you know, they just get a bad rap. But this morning I woke up to sick, and it literally was a sickening video, and it's on YouTube's top ten today if you want to search it out, of this Seattle cop, police mm-hmm. officer, Yep. He's beating up on this 14 or 15 year old African American girl. Yep, she was and 17. She was 17, but that but doesn't, doesn't mean matter. that her face can take a punch right. any better. Yep. Right, 17 or 14. And I'm just like, you know, and you can even, the reaction to the guy taking the video was the same one I had. Really, he, he was saying, really. And I, I almost thought it was me, or like maybe how I subliminally got there, but, you know, it was, he just kept saying, really. And, like, and you just can't believe that it's going on. And then you find out what it was for. And you're like, Jaywalking. What, what did she <laughs> jaywalking. I shouldn't stab anybody. She walked across the she she went across these government lines. Well, you know what it really right was time. is that that was just the start of it. It was after that that she wasn't uh, deferential to the officers. Yeah, contempt authority. of cop. Right. She right. she wasn't as obedient as he might have liked her to be, and that's what really set him off. Right. And for every story I see like that, that's the story that gets shown. That's the one they have video on. So you know there's hundreds of more out there. I have my yep. own personal stories of yep. stuff that, that, that happened to me. Well, I was just walking out of a 7-Eleven, and the cop's like, I need to see your ID. And I was like, for what? I didn't know we needed one for to get a Slurpee. And he's like, <laughs> uh, you know. And so I'm like, he's like, well, if you don't give me some ID, you're going to jail. And this is, I mean, I'm like, are uh, you kidding me? I, this crazy. is America. And, and so when I hear yeah, but, cops talk like that, I'm like, well, okay, for every story you have of a cop being great, I've got a hundred mm-hmm. of, of yeah, cops but, being bad. Matthew, so, you were walking out of that store being black. Uh, I know that. He knows <laughs> that, but he didn't want to, you know, he just, I just couldn't believe it. Like here in America, you know, I served in the military to protect this country, and uh, now I'm really wishing I had those four years back. Yeah, that's what they told you, at least. Uh, yeah, that's what they told me, Joe. Oh, you know, um, the the other thing that you'll find out if you research this video a little bit is this: uh, the Seattle Police Department standing behind this guy. They're saying no, they're that this this is appropriate behavior, and oh. the fact is. It is. This is how police have handled these situations throughout the years. Police officers are actually a relatively new invention. I think the 1850s is when they had the first ones in London. But law enforcement officers, whether it's been sheriffs or slave catchers or the king's men or whatever, have been. This is how they meet out their. They they do their job and. It's the advent of new cheap video cameras that have that are going to force the change. 
the the reason that the police department is standing behind this guy, the reason that this guy did this is because this is normal behavior. This is considered normal pain compliance. And that's all they're trying. That's what they're used to doing. And so they're going to have to the government running up against technology. It's going to take a while for them to switch over, but they're going to have to change how they do business or die. Well, it's just unfortunate. I, I hadn't read the backstory about what the, I hadn't seen what the police department's response was going to be, but it's it's just so sad, and it, you feel like I don't and I don't condone violence, but it almost makes you want to, oh, you know. It was outrageous. You know, it was outrageous, it outrageous, Matthew. And if that was if that was my daughter, there would be nothing stopping me from going after that officer. I'm sorry. Oh. And this is the the crazy part about this, Matthew, is this guy was doing this. Uh, the, he's the lone white guy in a crowd of what appeared to be like 20 black people. If they right. would have chosen to, to, to have their own vigilante justice, if they would have chosen to do that. And I think this is, you know, it, sh- it shows the, uh, the, restraint. You know, the, the restraint of this particular crowd. They could have just uh, closed in on him, beat the crap out of him, and 45 seconds later dispersed. And th- there would have never been, there wouldn't have been any other cops there. He Nothing. Have, he wouldn't have been able to remember who it was. You would, we would have never right. seen the video because the guy would have been in traction, and uh, they wouldn't have, you know, they wouldn't have sh- wanted to, uh, you know, show who might have participated. Well, what I suggested that- last night, let me run this one by you, Matthew, because uh, what I, I was, I felt the same sense of outrage, and like I, as I was watching the video, I thought, boy, that cop sure is lucky those folks do not jump in and and harm him. Uh, he's lucky they're they're so obedient. And I thought, well, there's got to be a medium. There's got to be a midpoint between doing nothing and watching someone be abused like that, and and jumping in and actually delivering abuse yourself. And I thought of, well, what would you, what would happen if you went in there? Like there was this huge black dude that had a, a video camera in that. Uh, if you recall from the video, he was just kind of standing there with his cell phone, very close, right. very very brave of uh, those folks to pull out their cameras and, very, and confront that cop. Very. I was thinking, like, what if that guy went up behind the cop and just grabbed him by the arms, and then somebody else went up and grabbed his legs, and somebody else, you know, went up and, like, five people Probably went up. would have gotten shot. And, well, not if he was grabbed <laughs> exactly. him by the arms. Uh, so what, what would happen if a bunch of people just went up, disarmed the cop, and then threw his ass over in a field somewhere and said, get out of here? Uh, what would he do? He'd be so embarrassed, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do anything. I don't think it's a solution. I think the very best thing that could happen, did, was taking this video, uh, this video footage. It's at the... It's on uh, Yahoo. My but wife what if, saw it. The, what if they're killing somebody, Mark? What if they're, be, they're no, no, beating no, no. somebody to death? We're not talking death. about somebody killing anybody. I know that. But we're this talking th- about this, and this is the best solution. My wife told me about this video this morning. She saw it on Yahoo. We don't talk about these issues very much mm-hmm. um, because I've, I've got an outlet for talking about them. So she, she saw, doesn't saw it on her own through she her own channel. She was outraged. She couldn't believe what she was seeing. Mr. and Mrs. America are seeing this video. Yeah. And it's great. Cause it, it's it, great, it's, and I hope it for change. I really yeah. hope it is. Well, and that's, I think Mark is a little optimistic, and, and I appreciate the optimism, but the idea that all these police videos are going to force the police to change, where's the change, man? Well, it's, I mean, it, there's it, been it, it all kinds ta- of videos. It takes time. They are a monopoly. Right. And it takes monopolies a while to change. You have to pay for them. I understand. But at some point, the force of uh, the public, because normal people aren't going to put up with this at some point. Yeah, it seems like they're putting up with it. I, I hope you're right. I hope that that some point comes sooner rather than later. But I mean, you've had cops killing people on video, and the, you know sometimes the cops themselves will be punished, but the system itself doesn't change. They just apologize. They uh, they make a show like they're doing something about it, and everything just goes back to the status quo. Okay. So I th- I think okay. that I think that people should get fed up, and I think that they should do something more than just uh, record. I think they should pull their money from these police departments. But in order to do that, you'd have to get people to actually have some courage. 
And I, I think we're starting to see courage come out. And that's what I was really impressed with with the video. The most impressive thing about the video was the courage of the people around there to actually come close. That guy was the, – the people that were there were close to that incident. They moved forward as uh, it was happening. Yes. And, and so they closed in and they, they pulled out – as many of them that could, it seemed, pulled out their video cameras and recorded that. And I think that's an unusual step because that, that requires uh, some level of courage on the parts of the people who would normally just look the other way. Or, or in, you know, maybe in just a few years ago they would have looked the other way or stayed away because they would worry that the cop would lash out at them. Uh, but they, they came in close and they were brave. And I think that, that's the most exciting part for me to show that because if more people start taking those steps, then we'll see more of these videos hit the Internet. And maybe you're right, Mark. Maybe then uh, the that's more of this I mean. stuff It's going to be more happen. and more. It's, yeah. it's the it snowball another decade, though, is yeah. rolling. Ian, of course it's going to be Ian, another decade. Ian, yeah. you think you're yeah. going to see uh, police brutality stop tomorrow? No. I mean, but, and that's exactly it. Ian, you were asking what would happen if the, all those people jumped on that one cop. That community would have hell to pay yeah. for, the, for the next. Those cops would go out and find any person who looked like that person. They would just mm-hmm. be, they would be beating, killing, arresting, harassing people for the next year. Anybody in that community who looked like they were the, part of that crowd. That's why they didn't do it. I, well, I, I don't mean why. jump on him with violence. I mean, uh, oh, I, that's what I would have expected I mean, to happen. Just to, to happen. end the just to end the violence that he was initiating. I, I don't know what it's like in Seattle, but I can tell you there are neighborhoods and black neighborhoods in America where that guy would have gotten it. Hey, thanks, Matthew, for the call and the thoughts tonight. I definitely share your uh, your feelings on, on that one. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. I wish. You, I hope it's going to be less than a decade, and I think the Free State Project can make that happen at least here in New Hampshire. More coming up. Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July. For $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1 800 259 9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Get interactive. The bulletin board system is there, and there are over 500,000 posts. A lot of people there hanging out, and it is virtually unmoderated, so viewer discretion is advised. BBS.freetalklive.com. Okay. In how many, now, how many summers now have you said that you're going to change your life? You're going to eat healthier foods, exercise, get back on track? Well, here's Mike Buck and uh, how Nature Bee's, uh, New Zealand's Nature Bee and their Plan B can help with that. Hello there, gang, and you're right. If you're smart enough to be listening to Free Talk Live, you can get yourself back on track with the best support your body could ask for. Nature Bee from New Zealand, pure as it can be, no pollutants, chemicals, or toxins. That plant pollen is the best substance on Earth. You'll get every one of the 22 essential elements your body is composed of. You know good nutrition means it helps your mind and body. Nature B is just what you need. Now, that may, it makes good sense, but what is this Plan B you're referring to, Mike? Yep, it's not a bailout, but it's going to help you lose some of those LBs, and it's not going to cost you anything. Look at this. A big six-month supply of Nature B, 99.95 plus delivery, already a good deal. We're going to bonus more, 99.95 with the B Slim program. Another product from 
Awesome Hive, a great weight loss supplement, meal platter, exercise guide, even a measuring tape. You will not be disappointed in this, and it's free. 1-866-834-8355. Call free to offer New Zealand. 866-834-8355. Or online, of course, NatureBee. That's NatureBee.com. Okay, everyone, just like me, get healthy with Nature Bee, and, and don't forget their 100% money-back guarantee. You call the Bee line right now at 866-834-8355. It's 866-834-8355 or online at naturebee.com. All right, let's continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want and talk to Andrew in New Hampshire. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, greetings, guys. Hey, Andrew, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, I just wanted to uh, recount an experience I had with the uh, the men in blue down in uh, the city of Boston, Massachusetts, on uh, Tuesday evening. Oh, I'm when sure there I, was a friendly, friendly encounter. Boston cops, I'm sure, the, oh, the best of the best. Oh, they they had the uh, the best out on a, a nice uh, make work uh, detail for uh, about fifty to hundred or so uh, Boston police officers. Uh, I was Whoa. down there with my uh, wife for a. Uh, uh, Red Sox game, and we had uh, made plans to stay at a hotel um, near uh, the TD uh, Garden. Um, and the significance of that was the Celtics were playing game six against the Lakers out in uh, um, L.A. And so we decided we didn't want to drive back to New Hampshire. So we, you know, took the train back to uh, uh, to North Station, and we stopped at a uh, um, you know, the uh, city hall and got out and we were walking back and, you know, we saw a bunch of uh, cops standing around with their batons, not really doing anything because, well, the Celtics were getting crushed and there wasn't that many people out and about in that area of the city. Um, and so, so the cops were prepared people. for like a sports riot? Yeah, and I, I think part of it was they were, you know, prepared and like they had a bunch of cops down in, uh, in the Fenway, Kenmore area by mm-hmm. Fenway Park. They had a bunch down uh, by City Hall, and then they had a bunch around, surrounding um, the garden area where they have a high concentration of bars, where they've had instances in the past, most of which had resulted in their interactions with people. Meaning, so meaning, uh, in, the, meaning in the past there have been incidents, you're saying, because they harassed people? Don't yeah, because uh, you know, they're trying to uh, control the crowd, and you have you know essentially... A lot of I think the previous ones were Red Sox uh, related, so you had a significant amount of college students because Boston is uh, over 33 uh, percent college student um, uh, population. So I mean, you have a bunch of uh, college students and alcohol and you know good times and you know there are that, that many colleges in in the Boston area that 33 percent of the the population are college students. There, there are hundreds of uh, colleges in Boston. Wow. I was I was shocked when I first heard that stat, but it, it's it's a good thirty thirty to thirty three percent are college college age students. Yeah, I'm stunned. All right, so what happened to you? So we we were uh, approaching our hotel, which is essentially within spitting distance of the garden on a side street, and we're approaching, and we see those the, those lovely uh, metal barricades set up. Uh, almost blocking the entire street on which our uh, hotel's on, 
and a bunch of cops standing around, not really doing anything, not really paying attention to anyone. Uh, so we decided to walk down the street because the middle of it was left open, mm-hmm. uh, to which we were greeted by a cop who yelled at us angrily, saying, oh, you can't go down there, the street's closed. And we go, well, we want to go down to our hotel, which is at the end of the street. And he's like, sorry, the street's closed, you have to go left or right. I go, I understand that, but could you tell me how I need to, you know, how I can get to my hotel? And he responds a with reasonable a question, terse, by the way, a reasonable question, because he's telling you yes. you can't do something. You need to get to the place where you need to go. And so you just you asked him, well, OK, how can I do this without uh, having you crush my head in? Right. And, and I was with my wife and there wasn't that many people around. And there was about 12 cops standing around with batons, not really doing anything. So I didn't really feel the need. Oh, I'm sorry. To, uh, they were they were yeah. protecting and serving. Right, they were protecting and serving at probably you know fifty to a hundred dollars an hour uh, protecting <laughs> and serving. Um, so you know, to which he tersely responds, you know, very angrily, and you know, attempting to escalate the situation uh, by saying, uh, "You need to go." I already told you, you need to go left or right. To which me and my wife respond with, "That's not, you know, we understood what you said." We were asking you how we can get to our hotel. Uh, another cop chimes in with, well, those are our orders. We can't let anyone down the street. Don't hate on the messenger. <laughs> so we're just befuddled because we're obviously not going to get anywhere with this you know, rock scholar who can't tell us you know, simply how to get down there because there's no one around. There's, there's nothing occupying his time. They're not really prepared for anything. They're just standing around collecting money. So we, we move on down to the, uh, the next uh, checkpoint and try our luck there. And it's the same thing. Uh, you know, you, you, you know they're, they're not you know, actively so, preventing people from going down the street. So you went, so, wait, 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 okay, so just to follow here, he said, you got to go left or right. You spoke back. Then you, you went left or right. And, and, yeah, then we at the next, and then at the next street, you also could not go down that street. So you still yeah. couldn't go behind, the, you know, on the street that was parallel to the street that you were on before. You couldn't go down that one right. either. Right. So it was kind of... Uh, what about the businesses the on these like streets? Dark... I mean, what, what about the businesses uh, that make their money on these streets? Not that night. Well, the, yeah, the, the only businesses that are on these streets uh, that essentially would be open are either bars or hotels. Okay. Okay. Uh, so obviously, you know, I'm only surmising that they probably wanted to keep people away from the bars um, because we were greeted by a cop who told us the, uh, in a more friendlier tone that we couldn't go down the street, that they had their orders, that from the third quarter until the end of the game, they weren't letting anyone down the street. Uh, I, uh, can you stick around and tell the rest of the story? Certainly. Hang on, more with Andrew in a moment. We'll find out what happened. He uh, denied access from the street his hotel's on, went the other direction, denied access from the uh, the parallel street. Well, what happened next? We'll find out. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Candy. For inspiring ideas for your next celebration, be sure to visit us at celebrationcorner.com. You don't have to wait for a holiday to plan a festive meal. Celebrate anytime with a fun menu or creative theme. Invite friends for a roll-your-own sushi dinner. Or surprise your family with a birthday cake when it's nobody's birthday. Fun is the name of the game, so make up a special reason of your own. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. And those features include our archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website, going back for an entire week on the front page. And if you go into the podcast, you can go back for over a year, in fact, all the way to the beginning of 2009, free at freetalklive.com. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We're on with Andrew calling from New Hampshire out uh, for a game with, uh, with a wife. In Boston, I don't know that he actually was at yep. the game. Oh, you weren't at the, you weren't at the game. Oh, we were at uh, we were at Fenway Park for uh, the Red Sox game. Yeah, so he was out. Uh, uh, out the... for, you were out for a game, and you uh, decided to stay the night in Boston. You got yourself uh, now. Did you get the hotel room in advance? Uh, we did. We got it. We actually got it that day. And uh, my uh, wife travels, so she gets uh, um, hotel points. A lot of hotel points. Okay, so you'd already and booked the room. And yeah. th- you were expecting to be able to get to your hotel, but it turns out that at least between the third and fourth quarter of the game, or third third quarter and the end of the game, they had locked down certain streets in Boston, and you were not allowed to actually physically walk down what you described as an empty street, uh, with the exception of the cops that were scattered about all over the place, standing around, uh, demanding that you not walk down the street. They uh, they ordered you to go a different direction. You went a different direction in an attempt to get to your hotel. And on the the next street over, the same the, thing, the parallel street, you encountered the same situation. That's where you left your story off. Correct, and uh, and this cop was, I, I would say, uh, friendlier, but still the same story of you can't go down here. He actually, you know, explained why we couldn't go down, which really wasn't, you know, uh, good news for us. Um, to which, you know, there was another couple in the same situation as us, staying in a different hotel. Uh, and they, you know, explained the same thing that we did to the uh, gentleman or, you know, police officer um, and uh, said, you know, we have our key cards, you know, we're staying at a hotel, we're not causing trouble. And there's, you know, barely anyone coming down the street. The only people who are, you know, coming down the street are coming the opposite direction, you know, from where we want to go, coming from the bars that are just, you know, trickling out. So they're letting people out, but they're not letting anyone in, mm. uh, which doesn't really make any sense because, well, you know, if you have the street blocked off, you know, you have to let the people who are there out. Why can't you just let a few people, you know, down the street at a time? But, you know, logic kind of escapes, you know, the, you know, bureaucratic command and control model of we're not going to let anyone down the streets no matter what, uh, except for the people who are leaving the bars. Well, they have their orders, Andrew, and they, you know, clearly can't think for themselves and make their own decisions. Right. So we, we decide that. Well, likely well, they'd is, be in trouble you know, if they did. This, Right. Um, so we're, you know, we're standing there and we realize we're not going to get anywhere. It's not even, you know, there's not a point to go to the next place because it's going to be the same thing. So we might as well, you know, the cops are like, well, the game's almost over. You might as well just wait it out. So we're like, all right, we'll just wait it out. So we're standing there um, and uh, we, you know, we see these people, a uh, group of a couple kids, uh, you know, college-age kids, Come down the street, come all the way to the end of the street where the uh, the checkpoint is on the other side of the barricades from where we're standing. They're talking to one another. Uh, the that cop is still standing right there, and then they decide, well, we're just going to go back the same way we came. And so we point this out to the cop. You know, we're like, hey, you know, you said that no one can go down the street. Those gentlemen just are walking down the street. He looks at us, looks at them, and is like, 
you know, all right, well, uh, I guess you guys can go down the street. Uh, so we go down the street to which, you know, we, you know, they went a different direction. We still wanted to get to our hotel, which was barricaded by another, you know, uh, you know, nice checkpoint. Um, to which we're greeted with the the same thing. By the now wait, how much I closer? Went, how much closer are you to the hotel at this point? Uh, I would say about a quarter block, half block. Um, so how far first, are you from the hotel then at this point? Um, uh, I don't know, probably a good uh, hundred yards. Okay, so well well within uh, seeing distance of the the front see the door, hotel basically. pretty well. And there, and there aren't uh, between well, you and the hotel. There's, there's not a, a, a riot going on. People throwing trash cans on fire, stuff like right, that. No, no, there's no riot. There's just people. There's not even people making a lot of noise. There's just people leaving the bar, and they're <laughs> actually not even really, you know, other than yelling at the cops, saying, you know, you guys are wasting a bunch of money. This is ridiculous. You know, you guys are foolish. Uh, other than that, there really wasn't going anything going on. Um, but they stopped so you again. To, Right, the stop us again. This time, the wife is extremely upset. She's not really feeling well. Plus, she's you know slightly emotional, which you know sometimes she gets. Uh, and then this time, she's in tears and explaining to the Jeez. you know you know the cop, we need to get to our hotel. You know, I want to go to bed. And I chime in with you know the hotels you know literally you know within walking distance. We're not going to cause any problems. He goes, sorry, those are the orders. There's no exceptions. To which I respond with, you know, knowing that there are exceptions, saying, well, who's the person who can make exceptions? To which he points out one of the sergeants who we go over to talk to, and there's two of them standing there, and, you know, the same story. And they, you know, they kind of look at each other, look at uh, my wife, who's, you know, visibly, you know, upset by this point, and they go, well, you said the right words, so, you know, here you go, you know, uh, you know, enjoy your night, you know, which is, it's, it's totally patronizing because, you know, well, they're going to, you know, through their good graces, just let us go because we said some magic words when they could just use their good logic and say, well, there's nothing going on here. You know, it's kind of silly to prevent people from walking down the street. You know, we'll just stand here and make sure things don't get out of control. So it took, because, it took well, a woman crying uh, in order for, for the cops to actually feel some humanity and bend the rules uh, for, for you. Yeah, I mean, if it was if it was just me or me with a bunch of guy friends or you know even just a group of uh, people, you know, we would have been ass out of luck. But now, you know, how long are we talking about here? What, what's the time period from the first time where you ran up against the cop who told you you couldn't go to when you were finally actually allowed to uh, to get to the hotel? How, how long are we talking about? I think it's about twenty minutes, and then there was one directly after that. But but this checkpoint was literally uh, at the end of the street, within like you know, uh, about six feet from the door because we had to, like, kind of kitty-corner around to get to our hotel because of the way the, the streets were laid out. So this was, like, about a 15, 15 to 20-minute process to essentially, you know, do a 20-second you know, 20 to, you know, 40-second walk down the street. Amazing. There was no cost well, you should feel good about it, Andrew, because they're keeping the city safe. You, you should feel good that you had to stand around and wait and walk from place to place, uh, you know, like a like a rat in a maze, 
because, well, you know, they're, they're just trying to do the right thing, keep the city safe from those hooligans. And you should feel good about it. It's your civic duty to yeah. do whatever they tell you. Right. And, well, you know, yeah. the, 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 the thing I'd like to point out is, is that they're containing these same people or, uh, you know, have alcohol, uh, available to them at the, uh, the, the garden there at the Madison Square Garden or, um, it's not, uh, Boston Garden. Um, they, that's where the Celtics play, right? Who cares? Yeah, well, they they were actually in L.A., so there you know there wasn't anyone coming from the uh, from the garden itself. Oh, so they this was for the baseball games. Away from the uh, bars because there's a ton of uh, right. a ton of bars. So in the private area. security is handling these drunken hooligans that uh, you know the, the assumption is is are going to tear out on the streets and do crazy things without blocking off every place and and people are able to to move freely about the inside of this baseball stadium but once these people get on the street they then meet the monopoly on uh you know security that is the Boston Police Department and they can't handle it without blocking off streets and impeding everybody because a handful of people might get out of uh, hand drunk. Well, remember, this is the same police department that shut down uh, a significant portion of the city because there was some light bright signs that were placed around. Yeah. I mean, this is the same police yeah. department. They, they, that, they blew up their own right. uh, uh, traffic, traffic counting, counter. counting box, too. So. Well, this is also the same uh, police department that their uh, uh, weapons and tactics uh, instructor um, shot a girl to death with a uh, pepper ball gun in a manner that, you know, he, you know, wasn't trained to use it and was using uh, a pepper ball round. Uh, this was a few years ago, and I believe you guys talked about it on your uh, I don't show. know. That one doesn't uh, ring a bell, but we've talked about so much it uh, wouldn't surprise yeah. me if it slipped my mind. Thanks for the story tonight, Andrew. Uh, glad nothing You're worse welcome. happened, uh, you know, to you beyond your inconvenience. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. It would have been a good time to pull out a quick.com camera and start uh, recording your interactions with a cop and just to show the world how... Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves tonight. It's Ian. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. We give them to you, so enjoy those on us. And if you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. Ryan is in Texas. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, How Ryan. you doing today? What's on your mind? Hey, uh, well, I was calling about uh, your story from a couple days ago about the uh, the cop that killed the neighbor's kitten, that he, he trapped it and... Uh, it supposedly scratched him, so he killed it, and all the horrible things that happened yes. uh, regarding that. Well, most of the things that you said I agreed with in regard to you know him losing his job, which I, I think is definitely valid. You know, I've, I've been in a situation where I've had employees that did immoral things outside of the job, and I, and I let them go because I didn't want to have an immoral person 
you know, working for me. Um, and so that, that I see is totally valid. But where I disagreed is where you say that uh, he didn't have to pay any penalty in the court. Um, you know, like you, you, you seem to think that because the cat was property, he should have to pay restitution for that, uh, the property that he destroyed. And uh, I think that, and I'm not going to make any friends here, but that cat was not on the owner's property and it was not supervised. Um, it was effectively a free animal that came on his property. Um, you know, and anybody should be able to have, you know, dominion over the animals on their property. Um, you know, I, I, from the story, it didn't sound like it had a collar or anything either. So could you not kill a deer that was on your property because you thought, well, maybe it's my neighbor's pet deer? Now, what he did was wrong, and it was horrible, and it was unneighborly. But, you know, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it should have been uh, necessarily illegal or that he should have had to pay some kind of legal restitution for you it. You might be right. Well, um, I, or you might not. The, the, you're coming up with an arbitrary uh, designation, which is that if an animal is on your property, it is your animal. And I'm not saying that that's incorrect or correct. It seems to me that when deer come on my property, and I have a, you know, 11 acres and it's wooded, and I'm sure that there's deer and animals on it at all times, I'm of the opinion that people shouldn't be shooting those animals without my permission, and I'm not likely going to give them that permission. Um, but, you know, I, I may. It depends on the circumstance, right? If some deer's uh, uh, lunching like a fat man at a buffet at my in my garden, it, his, his life might very well be forfeit. Uh, so, but... If the neighbor, it, it really sort of depends. There's this, uh, you know, so they're, what you're saying could be true. Neighbors could feel that way, or they could feel like, look, I let other pe- people's animals come on my property, so they should be letting people, other people's animals come on their property. So this is a, an issue of what do people think about property rights and the, uh, and so, I mean, if it's not written down and codified, certainly there's some issues there. But what do you, I, I believe that, if your cat is coming, you know, the, the people's cats are running, roaming around free in the neighborhood. I used to let my cat roam free around in a residential neighborhood and somebody would have shot him. I would have been very upset because I let pe- other people's cats. Co- I don't shoot other people's cats that come on my property. So it's a common courtesy. Right, but, that's, but that's your property. Uh, you know, I understand you, what you're saying, but what I'm saying, listen, listen to me on this one. Okay. Um, uh, don't defend your position. Listen to what I'm saying is there's a different view of property in this. I view the cat at let's let's say I have this view. I'll view the cat as my property no matter where he goes and because other people um let their cats which I view as their property come onto my land, I still don't view them as mine simply because they're on my land. So you have the view that any animal that comes on your land is there. So we have two uh you know converging uh property issues here. Do you see what I'm saying? I understand. Now in regards to that, though, you know anybody that's had you know cats their whole lives that they've had outdoor cats, they know that one day that cat's not going to come back. Either it's going to get hit by a car, it's going to run away, it'll be attacked by other animals. Um, maybe the Vietnamese restaurant down the street's going to cook it and eat it. Um, you know, it's just one of the things that you accept when you have an outdoor cat. You know, it's only going to live two or two, three, five years tops. If it's an indoor cat, you can get like you know fifteen, twenty years out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. If, what 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 if he were you know uh, you know the, the type of person that eats cats and is like oh hey look dinner's here um, you know because it's a cat and it might be a pet and he can't eat it that's correct you know, I mean, he can't if it, 
Right. But how is he supposed to know that if it doesn't have a collar on? Because people, because it's not a stray. You can tell the difference generally between a stray and a uh, and and a, and somebody's. I'm pet. a little torn. I I I I understand where you're coming from, Mark and Ryan. I think you're making a persuasive point. Uh, let me throw this one out there. Let's take it to a different level. What right. if a Your little property- girl wanders into into his yard? Is does that mean that uh, you know she's not his, she can be his property Cats aren't now? Little girls, yeah, but they're they're no. into, they're still beings. They're still sentient to some extent, right? I mean, it's- look, if it's your property, then you own every and you own every animal that comes on it. It doesn't matter whether I have a label on that animal saying it's mine, and I do have labels on my animals saying that they're mine. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's still just a courtesy that you might extend somebody. Is that correct? Um. Yeah, that's when you start getting into gray area. But that's no, not gray. Still, uh, that's not gray, dude. You're saying that animals that come on your property are yours. Um, you know, if they're unlabeled, I mean, what what kind well, of weird? I mean, e- either you own those animals or you don't. Well, there's there's a difference between an animal that you're letting go freely and an animal that may maybe broke out. Like you know, if you have a fence around your cows and the fence breaks, and the so cow I can let my cat go freely property, as long as I label him. No. Uh, because I do. It's a, it's a little different. What if he uh, slips I, his I collar? It happens. Know, I'll, 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 I'll concede. You know, I, I don't have a good answer for that. Now, as to what uh, as to what Ian was saying, um, I'll counter with a point that you guys have made in previous shows. Uh, you know that animals don't respect property rights. That's what makes them animals, and that's what gives us dominion over. Them. Little children um, don't respect property rights either. True, but most still of them. little people. <laughs> But they're, they're, they're part of but, the human right, but, race. Okay, but, but I understand. They're clearly not humans, but they are sentient beings. You know, they are individual beings, and they have likely have some level of consciousness. Uh, Cat, for the, animals, cats. Is yeah, it? yeah. And so, uh, so wouldn't it make the most sense, I think, uh, to essentially... You've got two damage, two two people that are claiming damage, right? The, the cop was claiming that some something was walking on my car. So he sets the trap out. He catches the cat in the trap. The cat scratches his arm. He executes it. Now, he alleges that the, his arm was scratched, but he executes the cat. We know that happened. Uh, you've got the other folks who have now lost their loved kitty. So they've got he's got paw prints on his car and maybe a scratch on his arm. They've got a lost kitty. Uh, so wouldn't it make sense that, uh, that, 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 that essentially they should pay him to clean his car <laughs> and he should pay them? <laughs> For whatever the cat was worth well, to them, a couple no, thousand bucks. To, well, as far as like paw prints, perhaps, but not for you know, like if you had blood spray from killing a cat or anything. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if 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 the cat's damaging his car, then sure, you know. But as far as killing the cat, I mean, the, the whole thing is ludicrous, really. It's just the, the the only reason it's an issue is because kittens are cute, you know. I mean, that's what it comes, if it, if it was the pet raccoon, nobody would care. Well, a Maybe. raccoon, I don't think that you would, uh, you, you, you can assume that if you see a raccoon, that it is unowned. If you see a cat. you guys, I can't hear you, so I'll talk to you later. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know how to really address this, but I, it, it seems to me the pet raccoon doesn't really count. And pet, and raccoons are cute. <laughs> but the red, uh, a raccoon, if you see it, you assume that that raccoon is wild. If you see a cat, Especially if it's in a certain state of maintenance, um, you assume that cat is 
you know, tamed. Many people don't put collars on their cats because cats will, will go under fences and things like that, get collars stuck and strangle themselves. Mm. Uh, most cat collars have this little stretchy piece of, uh, of fabric on it, which, by the way, me, uh, makes it so that Senor can slip them off and does. I mean, I used to try to, you know, chase him around with collars and things like that, and he just didn't want them on. And I had a little little cute collar that said Senor Grouchy Pants and had my telephone number on it and, and that kind of thing. He just doesn't want that thing on. Um, it makes And the little bell on it made him hard for him to catch critters and i think maybe he knew that so i to me it is gosh darn unneighborly and you're gonna find some terrible things happening to you like people shooting out your windows or egging your house or doing terrible things to you if you uh you just execute cats i think you're right about that and that's that's the way society is going to deal with that problem Right. Clearly, this guy is out of line, and he did he did wrong. Uh, I think Ryan's. I think everybody's got good points on this one. I think Ryan's got good points in that it is his property. I mean, if he were to give those folks a warning and say, "Look, look, your cat came on my property today. Here it is back. If I see it one more time on my property, then I will, you know, then I will do something more drastic uh, next time." That might have been a better way to approach it, but still, it's not very neighborly. Uh, so. I don't think there's a real good answer here beyond let the market decide what is the appropriate restitution, if any, in in this case. And, of course, the market isn't deciding those things today. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And then maybe people would organize themselves in, uh, in certain ways in society in which you wouldn't have to live next door to somebody like that. I don't know. It's, it's not an easy answer. Hour 2 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Your thoughts are what? How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves just by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, so we'll uh, again take your phone calls about whatever you want. I hope some for our listeners just tuning in, we, we had a discussion at the, the very end of the last hour that never really was resolved. There's no real – I didn't feel like there was a real good answer to, uh, the, to the situation. It was about the cop who executed a kitten that he caught, a five-month-old kitten. Actually, I guess it was a state trooper. But uh, he executed the cat while it was in a cage because it allegedly scratched him. He claimed he was afraid it had rabies, etc. But the point is, he executed a kitten. And uh, the question was, well, 
was he within his rights to do that? The cat was essentially uh, an unwanted visitor. Did he test the cat? Did he take the cat to a veterinarian and have him tested for rabies? And no, pay that he money? was scared. No, he, so he, he claims killed... he was scared. It's just his excuse for murder. Uh, murdering right, because I mean, if you don't take the cat to the veter- veterinarian to, to test for rabies, then you weren't scared about getting rabies. And the cop didn't do the neighborly thing. He didn't contact his neighbors. It makes makes sense to me that you would go and knock on some doors and say, "Hey, are you missing your cat? Uh, are you, is this your cat?" But he didn't do that. He wasn't neighborly. He just took the life of this animal. And the guy that was on the phone earlier, Ryan, suggested that, well, that was okay because the animal was on his property and therefore trespassing. And, and so it was well, without, he was within his rights to do that. I think it's, a reason, it's about a reasonable expectation of ownership. Um, do I mean, if a raccoon comes on my property, I have a reasonable expectation that no one actually owns the animal. So, yes, because the animal's on my land, it belongs to me. However, with a cat, you're, you're kind of in this gray area. Um, I think that a cat that looks maintained, like it has, you know, a nice combed looking coat. It's clean. It's not uh, really thin or something like that. That cat belongs to somebody it seems reasonable to me in the same way that if that somebody uh, and you don't own it just because it comes on your property in the same way that if somebody pulls up in my driveway i don't own their car mm. you know um, <laughs> um you're telling me that everything that passes through the plane of your property belongs to you how high what about the uh, the airplanes in the sky i mean i don't it doesn't it doesn't hold water to me this idea that i own everything that comes on my property would you think it would be a little bit more – and I, I hope some of our listeners will call in about this because there certainly a number of them are better thinkers than I am. Uh, but uh, what about this as an alternative, something he could have done? Maybe, maybe he absolutely hates animals. This guy hates animals and he, he's you know, one of those curmudgeonly <laughs> people and, and he, just, he just doesn't like people and he doesn't like animals and he wants to be left alone. And, and your animals coming on his property really bothers him. But he's not as bad as the cop to where he won't, call, uh, he won't actually pull a gun out and shoot one of them. He calls the local uh, animal control company, the Humane Society or something like that, and they come out, they capture the cat. Then I guess it would be – could he then make it so the owner was responsible for paying to get it back? Wouldn't he have to pay the animal control officer to come out and provide that service no, and then seek usually, restitution? The, tax, the taxpayers uh, pay for I'm the – I'm not animal. talking about taxpayers. I'm talking about some sort of a private uh, Oh, okay. Situation. So like a pest a, a, a pest Yeah, pest, pest control. Yeah, they come out. They remove the animal from the, the premises. They're going to want to get paid right then, I would think. Yeah. So then he would have to seek some sort of restitution from the actual owners, provided he could ever even find out what those owners were. And then the well, owners the, would have likely to, the pest uh, removal company is going to take them to the humane society anyway, and yeah. if the humane society is likely turn uh, the animal over uh, to the owners once they you know they found called. out that they, yeah they called and said where's our have you seen our kitty um, and you know then they they get it back maybe maybe there would be a nominal fee I don't know but that fee would go to the humane society not to the, uh, the 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 property owner who was you know somehow damaged by your animal coming on his land um, which you know seems really picky to me but i mean if if there were if there were arbitration uh services that were finding in favor of the owners of the cat and saying look you killed this cat you if, if the guy killed the cat instead you killed the cat you owe him five hundred dollars then it would be cheaper for him to pay a hundred dollars to the removal service to have them take the the cat away it seems to me that if if you are one of these people that really just hates animal you loathe animals so much that you don't want them coming on your property at all which 
you know, it seems like a strangely antisocial behavior to me. Clearly. I, I, I'm not talking about animals that walk around. I'm, I'm not talking about animals that destroy things. I'm talking about ones that just kind of mosey about mm-hmm. the property, which is, has been how it's always been for me. But, I mean, some people don't like – they have really nice lawns. They want dogs pooping on it, that kind of thing. Yep. You tell your neighbor, hey, I don't want your animal on my property. Then that, that puts the ball in their court. And then they have to figure it out because at that point, I think it's it's fair and neighborly and just or whatever to 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 do whatever you've got to do. Oh, as far still as not very neighborly, something. but uh, it's better than executing the animal the first time. I don't know. I, I, as I said, I don't feel like there are any real good answers to this beyond be a nice guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> Let the then, damn cat walk on your your yard. Well, I think I, I, I think that if you do have the really nice lawn and you don't want dogs, for instance, mm-hmm. going poop on it because dogs, uh, you know, dogs feces do make brown spots in lawns. I can totally see why if that's valuable to you, you don't want animals, um, you know, on your lawn. Wouldn't you just need go- to tell the neighbor Hey, yeah. I do not want your dog on my property. And Period. this is what End I'll do. And this is what I'll do if if the dog comes on. You know, if that dog's over, like say it's a rural area, dogs kill chickens. I mean, <laughs> you know, what if you've got chickens and there's mm-hmm. a, the neighbor's dogs coming over and doing it? It seems to me that you you, you may owe your neighbor one. Uh, hey, look. Here's the feathers. Right. Your dog, I, I believe your dog to have killed my chickens. If I see him on my land again, I'm going to shoot, shoot him. him. And, you know, that's, this happens. This is, a, this, this is a regular dispute in rural areas. So it seems, that seems reasonable to me. Let's talk to Sherry. She's in Tennessee. Uh, Sherry, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello there. Sherry. Oh, I'm here. You're on the air. What's on, what's on your mind tonight? Um. Actually, that happened. Um, my dog used to chase my neighbor's chickens uh, when I lived in New Hampshire, and his answer to that was he got a shotgun and filled it with rock salt and shot the dog in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it's a better solution. It's more you know, a little more humane there well, than taking um, the actually, dog's life. Um, in New Hampshire, if you have a problem with somebody's animal on your property, um, the local animal control will, will take care of the problem. You don't have to shoot someone's animal. It depends on if your your area has a, an animal control. I, I wouldn't even know who to call for that. In, you live in a town. Uh, they're through the police department. I lived in a really small town on the You don't um, even have any cops. Right. There's no, there is no police department in my town in, New, in rural New Hampshire. How do, you, how do you not have a police department in your I'm town? telling you, there isn't one. There is not even a constable. <laughs> we don't even have a, a, a constable in our town. So, I mean, there's what? stateies. County. I've, lived all, I've lived all over New Hampshire, and I've never lived in a town that didn't have any cops. Well, yep. there you go. But it's true. Um, well, they had a cop at well, one point, but they they got rid of him. <laughs> I guess. Um, I guess the the major question here, um, from what I know of law enforcement, any time they j- discharge their weapon. Now, I I missed the story to begin with, but. Was this um, like a twenty-two rifle that he had, or did he use Oh, like, we don't know if it revolver? was a service. I doubt it was a service weapon. Seems unlikely that he would have done it with his service weapon. He was off the off duty. He was at his home, uh, uh-huh. and he, he, so we don't know what he used to kill the cat. That's that's unknown. We just know he executed the the kitten. Well, it seems to me he, um, especially being a state trooper, would have um, um, some resources. You know what I mean? I, I just think he took extreme measures. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not like it was, you know, um, I had a wild cougar that was a pet of mine and it got loose. You know what I mean? Right. I, it wasn't like, you know, this poor cat, you know, even if it was feral, um, it, it, it's not really a danger to anybody other than the fact that it, you know, could have possibly had rabies, but you deal with that with raccoons if, and skunks and everything else. If the cat was feral, he wouldn't have caught it. 
I mean, that's the, you know, I mean, well, have you yeah, ever tried no, to catch a wild cat? If, yeah, sure you can. In a, in a trap with, with food? With a trap. I mean, feral, yeah, sure. That's what trap. he had. He had a trap with oh, ham in it. Okay. Oh, right, I'm sorry. Right. I, thought, I, I wasn't here for the story either. Um, you know, maybe we you should recap the Oh, that's story. right. You weren't here You weren't here last night. I'm sorry. I'd, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't make that clear. Yeah, he trapped the cat and killed it in a cage. I just, I mean, it, morally, I think it's wrong. I think he had plenty of opportunities at his disposal, especially being in law enforcement, um, you know, to have, you know, just taken that sort of action. And I don't know how rural of an area he lived in, but there's also, you know, some laws about, you know, the discharge of any firearms within so many feet of, you know, residents. It was definitely a rural area. Sherry, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You bring up whatever you want, unless you're dead. We'll tell you what that means coming up here in moments. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Features on the site, including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're a lady listener, you can get involved. Uh, the details are there at shrine.freetalklive.com. I uh, I don't know how you are about saving money, but I was always kind of uh, bad at it. And so I set up a program here uh, with uh, with the help of Midas Resources, our syndicate and uh, purveyors of precious metals, to allow our listeners to be able to to pay on a, a weekly or biweekly, whenever they get their paycheck basis, in order to get uh, some precious metals in their hands. Because we know that that's the only real money. That's the only thing that's holding value right now is gold and silver and, you know, I guess uh, pl- palladium and things like that. I don't know if uh, Midas has any of those. But you can um, go to gold.freetalklive.com and take a look at uh, some of the, the coins that I've selected right there that I believe are the best choices for people who just want to have gold and silver in their possession. You're not talking about collector's coins or anything like that. Um, you can order there if you've, if you've got the money. You can order on the website. However, if you want to do the, the uh, layaway plan, which is what uh, they, they call this, just my recommendation is to get 20 coins because that's the shipping's the same on 20 as it is on 1. And call this number that I'm about to give you here and uh, tell them you want the layaway plan. It's 877-857-9938, 877-857-9938, or gold.freetalklive.com. All right, the toll-free number here for us is 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. We continue with your phone calls. Countryman is on the line listening to WAIS in Ohio. Hello, Countryman. How's it going, man? What's up, fellas? What's on your mind tonight? Been listening, been listening to your conversation about the kitty here. Yeah. Very unfortunate. 
thought I'd uh, chime in a little bit. For those listeners you know that I mean? are just joining us, I just to bring folks folks up to speed here, a, uh, a sheriff, excuse me, not a sheriff, a trooper, um, had a, apparently had had an animal walking on his car at night. He set up a cage with some ham in it, trapped what turned out to be a five-month-old kitten. He claims it scratched him from inside the cage, and he executed it while it was in the cage. Uh, and that was the issue that was at hand here, and it kind of got, led us into a discussion about property rights. So go ahead with your thoughts. Well, you know, I mean, ultimately, I think from just, you know, a cold, hard perspective, the guy was within his rights to the extent that, you know, an animal on your property isn't necessarily your property, but it is on your property. And so what ends up being dealt with it is ultimately your decision. And that is that is the law of the land, if you care about that kind of thing. Where I live, uh, out in the country here in Ohio, I had some issues with my dogs that would run around and other uh, people, you know, raising cattle and stuff would get upset and shoot at them or something. And I talked to the sheriff about it, and the way he explained to me, barring some kind of animal cruelty or whatever, uh, you know, if, if your animal is on someone else's property, you don't have any reasonable expectation for its safety. You know? well, I think it's uh, with dogs, you're talking about, uh, you know, sort of predatory animal, um, that kind of thing. But what if somebody's cow or horse, escape, you know, jumps the fence or, or goes through a, a break in the fence and then comes on my land? Can I just shoot it in the head? Well, it, again, I'm sure legally it would depend on your county. The way it was explained to me, uh, yes, you would. Uh, now, now, let me just say, I don't think the dude was right. What, what I was going to say was ultimately, yeah. I think he was within his rights, but I think that he was a messed up individual to not use some very common sense, reasonable discretion and take some other measures to deal with that animal in the sense that it wasn't threatening him in any way. It wasn't even causing some kind of substantial nuisance or property damage. So, you know, is he within his rights? Well, it's on his land. What can you really say? But at the same time, you know, you you really got to be messed up in the head to think, well, this kitty's on my car. I'm going to shoot in the head. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> can't, can't get much dumber than that. Well, I, mean, I, I can I also a, tell you that there's going to be some. There's going to be some. Uh, if if this kind of behavior goes on, you're likely. It, it's quite possible you'll execute the animal of somebody who's going to be very upset, um, or somebody who's going to find out about it that's very upset, and there'll be property damage on your property. They'll, somebody will shoot out your windows or you know fl- uh, slash your tires or something like that. I mean, this is the kind of thing that uh, if 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 you do if this is within your rights, and I'm not sure it is entirely, but if this is within one's rights, someone else will uh, you know react to that. Oh, totally. Well, check it out. I had a story that kind of touches on all this kind of thing. Okay. Um, I got, you know, several dogs, and most of my dogs were older, and I had one that was a little pup, I don't know, maybe a year old or so. And this thing was amazing. I, I sat there and watched it. It could jump a three-foot fence just standing there on the ground, a three-and-a-half-foot fence. And he would jump out, and he'd chase my neighbor's cows. Now, my neighbor was an old fellow, and, you know, he lived there a lot longer than I had, and he was pretty nice about it, but basically he came over and told me, if you can't keep your dog in your yard, I'm going to have to shoot him. Because okay. what he does is he, stir- he stirs the cows up and runs them into a fence or something and gets yep. them into a fury. And I have seen that before. Dogs mm-hmm. that incessantly chase horses and cattle, it, it can't mess them up. You know, oh, yeah. and I've seen them run them into a fence and barbed wire fence. Man, that can be ugly. You it's know? ugly. But, but he was nice about coming over and saying, hey, man, you know, you need to deal with this or I'm going to have to. Yeah, and you know but, what yeah. I ended up doing? I found, I reached out to people I knew, and I found another home for that pup because I didn't think I could keep him in my yard. So I saw it as my responsibility as a neighbor to take whatever measures I needed not to impede on him. Now, the funny thing about this is about two weeks later, his cows busted through his fence 
and ate up my wife's flower garden. <laughs> See, I thought, now it occurred to me, and I didn't end up doing this because I'm a nice guy and I'm just not like that, but it occurred to me I should have gone over there and said, your cows just busted out of the fence and ate up my flower garden. I'll tell you what, if they set one toe across that line, I'm having beef for a year. You know? <laughs> but in the end, I just went over and said, hey, man, your cows are out. You want me to help you out, get them back in the pasture? Yeah. You know, so I think ultimately... Like I said, dude's within his rights, but he's messed up in the head, man. I think, Come you, on, you I know think your story is a, is a good example of neighbors uh, working things out together, and I think that's uh, it's great, and I thank you for the call. I appreciate totally it, country man. It. Thank you so much. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here. I, th- I think in, the, in his story... Those both of both sides handled yeah. it in as as neighborly as a fashion as possible. I think you you sort of know better where who has a dog than who has what cat. I mean, like there's no guarantee that this guy could have found. I, I, I mean, you could probably go to the adjacent properties and say, you know, who's hey, is this your cat? It is was that, the next door neighbor's cat. Yeah, and the next door neighbor uh, said in the article they said that they'd been playing with a kitten out in the yard and that they'd been seen playing with the kitten by he and his family and. So it should have been pretty clear that mm. it was their cat. And even if you didn't know whose cat it was, it wouldn't be unreasonable to go around to, to knock on the other doors that are nearby and say, hey, is this your cat? Because it could have been an indoor cat and you may not have ever seen it before in your in your life. And then it happened to escape and they, they might have been very upset about it. Or at the very least call animal control. Or maybe it had escaped and they didn't know about it. Because in some case you could say, well, why didn't they come knock on his door and say, hey, our cat's out? Uh be on the lookout for it. Well, maybe they didn't know the cat got out. Maybe he, he iced it before they even had the chance to uh, to find out. So who knows? 1-800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. Cancer patient told he's dead. What? Yeah, we'll explain here in a moment. He wasn't dead, but he was told that he was. And we'll tell you where this happened. All coming up here in a little bit. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Bring up what you want, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us, including our news updates. You want to be kept in the loop with what's going on with Free Talk Live? You get signed up over at news.freetalklive.com for whatever way works best for you, whatever method of contact you prefer. Maybe you would like to follow us on Twitter, or maybe you dig Facebook, or perhaps you'd like to receive our emailed updates. You can do one or all of those if you'd like, and you can do it for free, of course, at news.freetalklive.com, the best way to keep up to date with the show, uh, besides listening to it all the time. News.freetalklive.com. You'll find out first if you're on those lists. You can defend yourself in in court with jurisdictionary.com. It's uh, step-by-step instructions on how to get evidence, move the court, fill, fill out forms, do research, Draft pleadings, etc. It's all there. Um, it's put together by a doctorate of jurisprudence who wants to show you how to protect yourself from members of his profession. 
It's written in the manner that the average eighth grader can grasp in less than 24 hours. There's five-hour video seminars, a couple of uh, two-and-a-half-hour audio classrooms on CDs, and uh, in 15 in-depth reference tutorials. You can find, get it all at Jurisdictionary.com. It's a course that I've taken. It is in-depth, and it will show you how. Um, Jurisdictionary.com. All right, the toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. Coming up, we'll tell you about the man who was told he was dead. Uh, but first, we'll go to Paul in California. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Paul in California. Hello, Hello you're on the air. Yeah, uh, Paul here. Yes, Paul. Um, I would like to know why uh, BP is allowed to waste our uh, oil reserves and pay for them. In other words, not only do they have to clean up, but they have to pay for the oil that's leaking as if they had received it and refined it and sold it to us. Who are they going to pay? Nobody seems to be paying attention to this. Well, wait, okay. I see where you're coming from uh, on the, the cleanup. Clearly, they should pay for the cleanup, and the, I think they should pay for the economic damage that it, uh, that it causes as well. But who, to whom would they pay for the oil? The oil was money in the bank as far as the United States is concerned, and they have taken our money in the bank and thrown it to the four winds. Well, then, I want them to pay. They have received the oil and refined the oil and sold it to us. Well, if they, if they pay the United States government, you might as well take the uh, money and throw it to the four winds already. And the other question, uh, if the United States government drilled up that oil, it's not like you would have gotten anything from it anyway. They would have used it for uh, you know, their political purposes, uh, rewarded their yeah. friends, punished their enemies, that kind of thing. So the yeah, fact is anyway, the, the United um, States government if, stole that oil a long time ago. Okay, if we were to receive or the government was to receive, maybe the next people might be a little bit more careful as far as throwing it to the four winds. Sure, but the, the, the government's in collusion with BP. I mean, the government had a law that said that, uh, you know, if there was a, some kind of oil spill or whatever, that the, the company would only be liable for $75 million above and beyond the cleanup costs. They, they have now, uh, you know, made some new thing with uh, BP where it's going to be $20 billion. But, I, I mean, you know, what, what good is it really going to do you if every dollar and cent of BP is now nationalized to the United States? government uh it's going to stop the next oil company from making the same mistake well what, well, what about the united states government not leak the united states government's culpability with the uh, minerals management service i mean they were the one who was supposed to be protecting you with their uh you know their organization i mean they they had the the licensing organization that was supposed to be doing inspections and stuff like that don't yeah. they uh, share don't I mean it seems to me that they share in at least fifty percent of this uh, this this problem. Well, my idea is that the oil that is on the ocean, uh, you know, on uh, drifting into uh, Alabama and Louisiana, is a resource and or a valuable uh, commodity. It is which was promised to be paid for. And it was promised to be paid for. This is the part I don't understand. Where, if, if, if BP does uh, pump the oil out, it pays the government for every gallon of uh, oil that it pumps out? Because I don't think that's true. Yeah. The, yeah. It does? That's exactly what happens. It's, uh, it, I don't know, it's like the trees that they cut down to make plastics. Okay. 
they when they cut down trees, they sell them. We sell them for a dollar each, but somebody pays a dollar for every tree. Not, you're not making. I'm sorry. I'm a little confused as to what you're saying. Well, he's you're, saying it's a public resource, and that the that uh, you know a the government public resource, right? And the right. government I, gets I, paid so for every gallon or whatever, every barrel of oil. I see. I see that. That, that I understand that, but I don't know uh, what the the tree thing. I would like to own BP, is what I'm saying. What's and the tr- we, what is the tree analogy? You're never going to own BP. What, the what tree is the- analogy is oil in the ground was a resource waiting to be tapped. Okay, yeah. just like the trees that are growing in the hills. They're a resource that is waiting to be tapped. Now, when you cut down a tree and you throw it on a truck and it goes, somebody pays money for that tree. Right. Down the line, the person they're selling it to, the person they're... No, Ian, he's talking about trees that are cut on government land. I know. You're actually claiming that somebody who cuts a tree down on government land is paying per tree to cut it down? I have to pay for cutting a tree down on my land. selling them for a dollar a tree. I don't. I've and never I heard that before. I have, I mean, I'll take your word for it. But it was my understanding that what happens is, is these companies lease the land and then they can do whatever they want to do on it. They're not. They're not counting the number of trees that. I mean, how how would you audit that? You'd have, what? What is there? Some government <laughs> inspector checking the. A very good question. How would we audit the oil that's coming out of this uh, this pit that they were going to pump out and sell to us? We should be a little bit more careful if we're not paying attention to it. I mean, you can count trees, you can count trucks, you can count. How um, about this? Instead of all of this, how, how about instead of what you're talking about, you just get rid of the government owning land in the first place, and then land would be, all be owned by private people, and they would likely take care of it better because they'd actually have a vested interest in it. All I know is I was told or heard in the news. That we are selling uh, uh, tall pine trees for a dollar a tree. Who is we? And it seems who, awful. Who is, who is because we? Because they're, they're uh, you, the government. The government. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe that is true. I don't know. Well, it, it's, it's, it's sort of this, this uh, pipe dream that one and, – and I understand where he's coming from. It's, it's this a belief that the government is ever going to manage something well. And this is essentially an issue of the government managing things poorly. It it is the one that owns quote unquote the uh, Gulf of Mexico effectively. They're they're claiming it is theirs, and uh, they're they're giving the rights to to drill there to companies. Mm-hmm. And then they inspect those companies, and when something goes terribly wrong, like it did here with BP, and certainly a, an amount of culpability rests on BP. And uh, I believe Halliburton was involved in the in this uh, operation too. Um, they, they have culpability, but the government has culpability too. They're the inspector. If I were to buy a house from someone, and the from, landholder or the lease, the leaseholder, well, and, and the inspector, I think yeah. that's that's even uh, that's much more important. Ian, if I was to buy your house, I'm going to get an inspector to inspect that house before I buy it. Right. And if I find something like the foundation is cracked after I've bought the house, who should I really go after? You. I mean, I wouldn't have the expectation that the former landowner would necessarily reveal everything Mm -hmm. um, in in good faith. That just doesn't make much sense to me. Or the inspector whom I've hired to find the problems in the first place. It seems to me you should be you should be able to go after the inspector and the inspector in this case is the United States government. They are both the landholder and, and the inspector. And, and you they, can't go after them. Right. You can't, you can't do anything because it's the government, and they have a monopoly on what they do. 
I, I hope somebody else can call in to either verify or deny what he was saying there, because it wouldn't surprise me if what he was saying was true, in that every gallon of oil they pump out of wherever they're pumping it, they have to pay a tax, and then later on they have to charge tax again. But the, I know the, the government gives subsidies for going to, to look for new oil, too, so... You know, there's it's one big incestuous, yeah, whatever it is uh, with the with the oil companies. It was government. always my impression that uh, they just lease the land and then the, uh, the the lessee gets to clear cut and do whatever. And I didn't know they ha- I didn't know they had to count the trees and count the gallons of oil. I'd like to hear more about that. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And the site allows you to actually influence the stuff we'll talk about on these very airwaves by submitting show prep suggestions uh, to the website, and then other listeners can vote up or vote down, depending on whether they like or dislike your suggestion, whether it be a news article or a blog post or a, a video. You can put it up there, and if it makes it to the top of our website, it's more likely we'll see it and talk about it on the air. In fact, I've got a story coming up here about um, a dead man who wasn't really dead, but was told that he was. And uh, that was from the front page of freetalklive.com. So I think we'll get into that here. Your calls are welcome about anything. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Yahoo News for the UK. Yeah, you knew it was going to be the UK, right? Socialized medicine. Here we go again. Uh, Health Trust has launched an investigation after a cancer patient was allegedly told he couldn't book a hospital appointment because he was dead. Alan Campbell, 63, received the startling information from a telephone operator when he tried to set a date to see a doctor. The former lorry driver of Little Harwood, Blackburn, Lancashire, has had three operations to treat skin cancer on his cheek and nose. When he started having throat pains, he became worried the disease might have spread. His general practitioner gave him a code to arrange an appointment with the NHS Choose and Book system. But a telephone operator told him he could not set a date because their record showed that he was deceased. Mr. Campbell, who... It is hard. You know, why would you give a, a hospital appointment to somebody who's dead? <laughs> And apparently it wasn't, uh, I guess, within their options to call the general practitioner to confirm that, yes, indeed, he actually does have a patient named Alan Campbell, who is 63 years old, and that he's not dead. Uh, in case you know, in case they didn't believe Mr. Campbell, they could call his doctor. But, you know, that would be a lot of work to pick up a phone and make a phone call. Uh, according to the story here, Mr. Campbell, who's also... The silly part is everybody's supposed to be covered for something like skin cancer in Great Britain. So what difference would it make if you were dead or not? I mean, if you, I mean, why would you lie about being uh, somebody else? Just take the guy um, and, you know, treat him. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it's not it's, like he's trying to, to steal someone's identity in order to get treated. 
Well, apparently it's only free health care uh, for the people who jump through the correct hoops and who aren't marked as deceased in the in the system. You know, they've got their rules, Mark, and they need to stick to them. Of course, it's not really free because, well, everybody's paying for it through taxes. But Mr. Campbell, who's also survived a stroke and heart attack, said, I rang on Saturday and was told I could see a consultant on June 29th. But then they said, sorry, we can't give you an appointment. Our records show you're deceased. I said, you're joking. I'm only 63. I'm talking to you, aren't I? But they said, you'll have to go back to your GP on Monday to get it sorted out. He says, I couldn't believe it. I was flabbergasted. I'm not one for complaining, but when someone says you're dead, it's, it's not on, said he. Alan Campbell, and uh, this was just published yesterday, so apparently he hasn't actually could still be dead. yet had a chance to undeadify himself, to raise himself uh, from the dead uh, with the appro- approval of his general practitioner on Monday. Uh, there, there will be more to the story at, uh, at that point. But here's the socialized medicine system in action. They don't really care. There's, the phone operator isn't really concerned about this man and... The cancer <laughs> that it may have spread to his throat. Oh, well, oh, sir, you know, our, our, our files here show that you're deceased, and so... You might as well a, go ahead and hurry up. Right, there's a, there obviously is a paperwork error here, so you'll have to go back on Monday, which is almost a week from, you know, today, uh, that uh, you'll have to go back in, a, in another week and, and see if you can iron this problem out. And who knows how difficult it's going to be when he actually goes back in to try to get them to, you know, to rectify the situation. Well, it's really easier for the bureaucrats, though. The longer they wait... The uh, more likely he is, his his actual state is to match their paperwork, <laughs> right? I mean, this is what people say about the VA all the time that they you know they delay they um you know they deny they delay benefits they deny benefits they um, stonewall that and some of them have claimed that their doctors are actually trying to kill them. Yeah, that's it, it, true. It does see it. It seems a little out of line, but where's the incentive for the doctor to actually heal other than sort of there a moral no one? Right beyond the from Hippocratic oath, incentive. Right beyond the Hippocratic oath, the economics aren't there because they're getting paid regardless of whether you heal or not, whether their patient passes away or not, uh, they will end up, I think, making the same amount of money. I don't... Are VA doctors paid by the patient? Are they paid? Because sometimes in the socialist system, a doctor will be paid per person that they see, but that doesn't give them the correct incentives either. That gives them the incentive to move people through like cattle. So rather than uh, rather than spending time with somebody and giving them a, a, an accurate diagnosis and answering their questions and speaking with them uh, in that kind of a system, in that version of the socialist system, when the doctor is paid on a per patient, uh, however many patients they see, that's how they get paid basis, then they just, oh, oh okay, see you later. Zip, zip, zip. Yeah. Just, in, out, they, in, out. They put as many people as possible in waiting rooms and they, they go as quickly as they possibly can from right. waiting room to waiting room. Well, because if they blast through the waiting uh, group of patients, then they can get to their golf game at 2 o'clock. Yeah, and some will say that that's what, that's what the marketplace looks like, but it isn't. The marketplace certainly uh, you know wants, the, the doctor will certainly want to see as many people as possible, but in the marketplace, he also has to make each one of his patients happy so that they'll come back. In a back. true free market, which we don't have. Which the United States is not even close. The United States is a mostly socialized medicine system, and that's one of the reasons why it's so bad. That's that's one of the reasons why uh, you know when when it comes to the government, when it comes to the the system of healthcare that the United States has, uh, there are all kinds of problems, and they're really because of all of the mandates that the government puts down on these various different uh, doctors and companies and uh, pill developers and the. 
those folks. It really makes it difficult for them to do their their business. Right. The org- the organization that's supposed to be protecting us and making sure that we get uh, the best health care that, that money can buy, in fact, does the opposite uh, with all of its, uh, you know, regulations on uh, companies it takes what 17 years was that the number to uh or was it um to get to get a drug through it's a long time the something FDA's, like 20 years yeah it's, like it's, it's a it's a great deal of time how many people die the unseen of this how many people die that could have taken this uh this drug even the fast track thousands is more than a half a decade so yeah. uh, you know what <laughs> it's obvious that the, the, the fda is killing people now, would there be uh, there won't there won't of course be any kind of uh, punishment or consequence for this telephone operator who denied this man the service that he'd been paying for? You She's know, just he, doing her job, right? She, yeah, she will have no liability for that whatsoever. And uh, this the system isn't going to reform itself over this. He'll just be somebody who fell through the cracks. I mean, it's a tragic story, but that's how it'll be reported. Of tragic story, uh, Alan Campbell came down with throat cancer today, and it was that's because a story. Uh, really? it was, it was because uh, and and died because you know he wasn't allowed to, to to go to the hospital that he'd been paying for his entire life through the tax system. And, and I guess that could be a bit of a shock to the system to somebody who'd been told their whole. Uh, you know, the last several uh, decades that they would be able to go and get free health care whenever they needed it. Oh, sorry, you, we don't have the right box checked on our computers, so you're just SOL, buddy. Yep, I uh, wish you'd hurry up and uh, make your actual state uh, fit uh, our uh, legal designation of you being dead. But don't don't worry, though. You know, the, the, the person who is out there advocating for government health care in the United States might say, look, you free talk life guys, you're just... You're just attacking. So it's not You're fair. You're a bunch of negative ninnies. Right. It's not fair for you to claim that it would be the same way here in the United States. You know, we're better in the United States. People in the United States are better than We got good old them. American socialism right. here. Right. American socialism is better than the rest of the world, and we could do it right. Our phone operators in the government bureaucracy will care. Because all the evidence shows that government bureaucrats are really heartfelt individuals who uh, who care when they're on the job. Just Look, imagine not, the DMV taking care of your health care. Yeah, I'm not saying that those people that work at the DMV aren't caring heartfelt individuals when they're at home with their families. But they sure don't act like it there. Right. When they're on the job, they have their jobs, and it doesn't matter to them what you think about how they do their jobs because they can't be fired. Government bureaucrats are essentially protected by tenure in most in most cases. They've got unions that have all kinds of rules that uh, that, is, that insulate them from any kind of uh, consequences for, for negative actions, and, and they know it. They know they're insulated, so it doesn't matter if they see you now or later. They'd rather see you later. And in this case, that's the same thing going on here in the, the UK's health system. But that's, that's what you can look forward to uh, here in the United States if the government ever does take full control over, over health care. It's bad now, and it's going to get worse. Yeah, you know, I want doctors and uh, and their staff competing for my business. I, I feel that that that's competition is what drives down prices, drives innovation, and uh, gives us all the great things that the marketplace has to offer. Um, giving the government a monopoly, a, a single payer—that's what that means—a monopoly on uh, on the disbursement of of medical care. It's a terrible, terrible idea, and really a great way to kill people, quite honestly. You can take control of the airwaves here at 800-259-9231. The madness continues. Smoking bans will tell you what they're doing in New York. I figured it'd be California that would do this one first, but looks like Geneso. Geneso? Geneso Village? Looks like they've got California beat. 
At least I don't think this has already happened somewhere. It's certainly possible this has already happened. We'll tell you what's come uh, what's come down the pipe with the smoking ban here in a little bit. 800-259-9231. Hour 3 is on the way. Bring up anything. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want here in the third hour of the program. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com, where the features are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Of course, a free website has to be paid by somebody, and thank goodness we've got great sponsors. Yeah, sponsors like An Island Called Liberty. It's a picture book for children, and I can tell you it's one of, it's one of my son's favorite books. He carries it around with him. It's getting ragged. Uh, he, he calls it uh, Libby. It's An Island Called Liberty, and it's simple story, graceful rhymes, and Beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of it could it could be one of any child's favorites, uh, you know, your children included. The I, I think that it's probably aimed best at uh, you know audiences from say four to seven that kind of thing. Um, however, Jack's two and he's he really enjoys it. He th- he thinks it's great. You can go to freemarketunderdog.com. You can see some samples there. Order it today. There's a ten percent discount for listeners of Free Talk Live. Coupon code FTL. It's an island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. And I'll tell you, you know, kids need to be educated on the ideas of liberty early. And this is a great way to do it. Freemarketunderdog.com. All right. You can take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. The news is out of Geneso. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Geneso? In New York. According to WHEC.com, we all know smoking is banned in restaurants here in New York, but one village is taking it a step further and banning it outside. The Geneso Village Board has passed a law that makes it illegal to smoke in public parks or in the village parking lot. So they haven't gone all the way yet. They haven't banned it fully from uh, from outdoors but they're you know there's little baby steps here you got to you got to take baby steps with these pe- with folks or or they get really upset the law was approved just last week at a village board meeting smokers will not be allowed to light up at all four of the village parks and that includes uh, Highland Park which village officials say is most always busy with people and sports smoking will also be banned in the downtown municipal parking lot even if you're smoking in your car the fines won't be cheap. They'll go all the way up to two hundred and fifty dollars. You know, I wonder if they, uh, I wonder if the the city employees will still have a special place where they can go and smoke. Oh, I can't imagine. That's what the that's what the purpose of this is. This is a uh, this is uh, some some smoking Nazi type uh, city commissioners who say you know likely have smoked at some point in their life because. There, nobody is uh, as as against smoking is as a former uh, as, smoker as the former smokers. Um, so it's likely some former smokers who are on the city council that say, "I don't want to see anybody smoking here at all." I suspect this is actually for the public employees. 
Meaning they're targeting the public employees with this? It's why else would they go after the county parking or the city parking lot? Because, well, I mean, it's easier for them to control the city's property, I suppose, than other people's. Yeah, I absolutely believe that this is to go after them. Smoking is a pretty nasty habit. Hopefully I'll be quitting someday so I don't have a problem with it because See, people have you're, What you're thinking is is that uh, you know government employees give deference to other government employees and it's absolutely true. However, they're looking out for their best interest here. That's how smoking, you know, one of the ways that uh, smoking you know when you let people vote on smoking in Sarasota, Florida, the smoking ban was uh, I think it was in Flo- all of Florida actually, the state of Florida. It was passed uh, through a uh, an amendment to the constitution on a, mm, that's in a, right. in a majority 70, vote. That's right. 70% with 70%. And it's basically, you're looking at, you know, 20 to 25% of the population smokes, and then a certain amount of them believe that people have the rights to uh, control their body. And that that was just the 30% that voted for yeah. it. The others say, well, you know, it's bad for your health. You shouldn't do it. We know best. So, so they don't, well, you know, that's kind of the way they see it. It is bad for your health, and you, you probably shouldn't smoke cigarettes. But I don't think that, uh, you know, voting out people's right to do it is the right answer. Well, according to uh, David Kuleza, a smoker who supports the ban, he says that hopefully he'll be quitting someday, but he doesn't have a problem with it because people have the right to be away from smoke. So he's he's in favor of the ban. Uh, Mike Woods, non-smoker who supports the ban, says it's another incentive for people to stop smoking See? altogether because that's what I because I think that's what New York is trying to do. They're trying to help people quit smoking. Now, I noticed they didn't in, uh, interview any smokers who are against this. Uh, now the law doesn't ban. Now the law doesn't. Now the law does not ban smoking on village sidewalks or public roadways, which smokers say is wow, man, this is a messed up article. Let me let me give you this sentence here. They they actually capitalize the the word help. Uh, they are trying to help people quit smoking. They capitalize the H <laughs> right in the and help right in the middle of a sentence. And then there's this sentence here. Now the law does not ban smoking on village sidewalks or public roadways, which smokers say it is a big reason they're okay with the ban. Does that Yuck. not flow very well? I mean, is it just me, or is that that's bad, right? That's a really bad sentence. Yes. You don't need the now in the front of that sentence. Now the law does not ban smoking. How about the law does not ban smoking? Completely unnecessary. Uh, and then which smokers say it is a big reason they're okay with the ban? Just a mess. Village officials say the law will be in effect <laughs> in about a month, and they will put up signs to warn people. So that from WHEC.com, Geneso, uh, New York. You're welcome to share the latest smoking ban news from your area because we can't keep up with it all. There, these these sorts of things are popping up everywhere. Uh, in West Virginia, they've got smoking bans going in in uh, the the bars and and restaurants right. out and here in New a, Hampshire. That's bars a different and issue. Bars and restaurants is a different issue than bo- and than smoking in public places because the public places are allegedly owned by us all, whereas the bars and restaurants are owned by the people they're owned by. So. I should be able to let people smoke in my house. I should be able to let people smoke in my business. If you don't like that I let people smoke in my business, there's another business down the street that doesn't. Well, go there. Well, I should be able to smoke. As long as we're going to have public property, I should be able to smoke there, too. Right. I, I agree, but that's not. it's a different issue. I agree with that, yes. The, the, the issue there is um, if you don't protect other people's rights to do something. If you can't smoke outside, where the heck are you going to smoke? Um, and, and this In is, some places, you can't smoke in your own home. That was what California California had done. Uh, there was one city uh, or town or whatever. Essentially, in if your cigarette smoke bothers the person in an adjacent uh, unit, whether it's a house or a apartment or something like yeah. that, then then you, then you can't smoke there, and which is right. nutty. But um, 
you know, when it, the, the thing is, is everybody does something that somebody else has a problem with. And I don't care whether it's eating cheeseburgers or mm-hmm. chocolate bars or um, not eating free range chicken or eating meat, period, or uh, 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 scuba diving, skydiving, uh, riding a bicycle, uh, you know, whatever, driving a car. Many people, you know, there are people out there that, that think the combustion engine was the worst thing ever invented. So there's you're doing something in your life that somebody else believes is bad and they they need to control it. And if you let people control the smokers and I'll agree with you that they're the, they're an easy target these days. Yeah, you know, they're getting more and more. Uh, there there are fewer and fewer of them, and their habit tends to be kind of stinky. Mm-hmm, you sure. know, but if you let them go after the smokers, then who's going to protect you when it comes around to you? If it's okay to go after the smokers in a public a, a public place, an open air public place, yeah. then you know what's next. That's a great question. I'm offended by the way some people look. Should I be able to say that those the fat, ugly people aren't allowed outside? People are calling for uh, for a ban on all toplessness uh, around here. Some people are calling for that. I guess they're not really calling for it anymore because the topless uh, Tuesday thing went away. The ladies that were taking their tops off in the, the local public park. Of course, the liberty activists were accused of being uh, behind that, but it, it didn't seem to really have anything to do with them. And doesn't local seem folks. entirely inaccurate. Local local ladies that were doing that. Now, to be tr- to be truthful, last year there was a liberty activist who did take her top off, but the the local event uh, with people taking their tops off upset people so much. Some people were so upset by women uh, by some women having their tops off in public that they called for all toplessness to be banned. So that's you're right, Mark. I mean, people. You never know what kind of crazy crap they're going to uh, come up with as far as uh, stuff to prohibit. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. And, I mean, really? You want to put somebody in a jail cell for smoking a cigarette or for taking their top off? Really? Because well, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about jail well, here. If you don't pay those fines, right, that's what you're you gotta, going to you've jail. Gotta, you've got to say it properly is that it's going to be a fine. But if you choose not to pay the fine for whatever reason, you don't feel that it's it's right or just. I mean, if you want to be civilly right. disobedient, the question is, do you want to throw civilly disobedient smokers in jail for this? Yep. Is that what you want to spend my or, tax money on? Because I'm not no, interested in it. Whether it's smokers or people not wearing their seat belts or using a cell phone while driving, whatever. Is it worth it to put someone in a cage? 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. What other crazy smoking ban stories have we missed? Fill us in if you'd like, or bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features, by the way, include our webcam. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch, you can listen, and you can chat. 
Because our chat room is built into the very same page. It's all free. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. Well, it's not free. It's paid for by Memory Dealers at memorydealers.com. You can go and uh, go to Memory Dealers. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They've got memory for regular computers there. They've got all kinds of connectivity equipment. As a matter of fact, they have the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. Uh, all, All the optical transceivers out there that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers. And they're at up to 99% off of list price. Go there and look. I mean, you'll see that these prices are incredible. Uh, Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They're in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. Toll-free number 800-259-9231 to your phone calls. And the fun, Dave is in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, Dave, what's on your mind? Hey, smoking only takes the last 10 years off your life, and they're no fun anyway. you got to <laughs> spend the most money to stay alive and all that crap. You can't get laid. you gotta got to worry about your heart and all this. So why do you even worry about it? You know, Did, it, <laughs> did any of these non-smokers ever look into a car after it hits a brick wall or another car at 70 miles an hour? Tell me what's more dangerous, driving your car or smoking a cigarette? Come well, on. I think the statistics <laughs> bear out that smoking cigarettes are more, is more dangerous than driving cars. And I would nope. also like to point 3 out... 3 million people get hurt a year driving a car. Only 120,000 die smoking. Right. right, well, now you're taking hurt versus uh, die. Well, they're worried. They don't care if you die or not. They're just worried about you spending the money from the insurance company. That's right, which, all. Which, uh, which would point out that, in fact, your quality of life in your last 10 years as a smoker is probably just as bad, if not worse, as the quality of life as being a non-smoker. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much defense yeah, of the, the activity of smoking <laughs> for, on health here, Dave. Hey, hey, I called up because I was wondering, what do you think of this idea? I think... The oil industry should gather together, gang up like like the Allies did against D-Day, you know, on D-Day, and show the world that they ain't the greedy bastards that we think they are. They should attack that gusher and that mess like like a fleet of all the oil companies down there. Suck it up, the skimmers, gang up on that gusher and contain it, and then... They could call it, hey, this is like uh, customer appreciation action because we are the ones that make them rich. We're the ones that made them so powerful by buying their gas. I think it's the responsibility of the whole industry to gang up on this thing. What do you say? Mm, I don't think so. You don't think no. what the whole industry is responsible for? Well, BP? responsible. I think I I see that he was talking about uh, you know building the spree, the core of the oil industry. They're on the the, we, the most of the people want to rip them down and destroy them and throw them away. Yeah, they're He'll, killing the planet. They, they'll build. If they uh, gathered together and joined forces and got that thing under control. They would show the world that hey, maybe they are you know not the greedy bastards they are. I, I think that uh, it would definitely create uh, you know customer appreciation and loyalty, and they should they should do it. I, I, I think, think you're right. So, well, what I if think, they, yeah? I but think, then you get into a situation where who's going to be in charge and who's going to point well, fingers at who? And some, they're huh? smart people. They're, they're they're honorable. They should be anyway. They they could work that out. You know, 
it, it who just, gets the glory? Me, man. If if somebody you, makes a mistake, then who's responsible for that? It's, well, it see, seems that's like a another mess. thing. That's another thing. The or, the it, the insurance industry got everybody by the balls. Oh, you can't do that because our insurance policy won't allow you. They only could work fifteen minutes. Oh, we got to get the permission from the the wildlife people. From we got to get the permission from this people. Everybody's uh. Everybody's strangling each other from from doing it. You know what I mean? It's there, a nasty nobody's situation. Nobody's giving permission. There's too many chiefs. Not enough. There's enough Indians, and there's too many chiefs. We got. It's it's just crazy what's going on, and it shows how greedy they are. They're they're all worried about money. You hear them talking about the twenty billion this, the other billion this. Just get on it and clean it up and get to work, man. That's well, I mean, uh, they're they're trying to clean it up, right? I mean, they're working on that. Well, how a, could you clean it up when it's still gushing? I don't know. That's, that's clearly, insanity. they're still clearly that's, they're doing what they can. I don't know what the the, the details they are. Doing what that, they could, and then the the one guy calls us the small people, and then they try to make an excuse that he can't speak English. That guy knows how to speak English. They think of us as the small people, man. Sure they do. And, Sure they and, do. And we and we should just they should just show show us that that they don't think that and gang up and get this thing done and they could do it, man. Dave, thank Take you for the, the suggestion. From, I appreciate hearing from you tonight as always at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one the SACL C A I toll free line. Jim is in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jim. Hey Ian, hey Mark, how are you guys doing tonight? Jim, just great. What's on your mind? Uh yesterday you were talking about uh, about a murder case here in Illinois where um, the uh, the Will County Sheriff's Department, I believe it was, uh, badly bungled the murder investigation. They uh, charged, I believe it was the Riley Fox murder case, they charged the father with the murder, then the DNA evidence came out, said that he didn't do it. Right, he, he actually had a coerced confession, they coerced a confession out of him, allegedly, and then he retracted that and the DNA exonerated him, yes. Yeah, well, I grew up in Will County, Illinois, and uh, for those of us who live in the Chicago area, know that uh, if you want to commit a crime, you come to Will County. Over the last five, six years, there have been four high-profile unsolved cases in Will County. First of all, well, maybe not unsolved, but badly bungled. First of all, the Riley Fox case you talked about last night. There was another case in, uh, in the town of uh, Plainfield in uh, Will County. A, uh, a woman went missing. It was very high-profile in the Chicago area. And uh, they, they all of a sudden, just one day, you just stopped hearing about it. Nothing, nothing new, nothing more about it. Um, there was another case on the far eastern part of Will County where a gunman, a lone gunman, went into a Lane Bryant clothing store and uh, basically killed six, six or seven uh, women in the uh, store. Gosh. Uh, never found the guy. They had his car on videotape, and uh, one of the, there was uh, one survivor of the massacre, and they still could never find the guy mm. or get the guy. This was in Will County. And the highest profile case, which has been all over the news, was the uh, the um, um, the chief of police in Bolingbrook, Illinois, which is also in Will County, uh, Drew Peterson, um, killed his third wife. They um, claimed it, it was an accident, and then they, they covered it up. And now his fourth wife has gone missing. Can't find her. They finally got the guy in jail, but they can't do anything about the case. The chief so. of police allegedly killed his own wives. I believe he was the chief of police. If he wasn't the chief of police, he was very, very high up in the village of, or the city of Bowling. You know, I think really uh, what it is part. is that you paid, you've paid attention. 
Uh, because if you look at uh, the, the solve rates of murders around the country, it's pretty dismal all over the place. I don't know if Will County is really that unusual. I think it's just because you were, you've, you were there and you were paying attention. That's my suggestion, and I thank you for the call and the stories. Because, what is it, 80% of murder cases go unsolved or something? It's, they, I'd have to see those numbers. Yeah, they I... hardly ever solve these things. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. If you bring, uh, you dial in at 800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got listening options, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, uh, both free for you. Our webcam, also free. The listen lines are free if you've got free long distance, because in order to use the listen lines, you have to call a long distance number. But if you can get free long distance, then you get to listen to Free Talk Live from any phone that can dial long distance. Uh, so it's all uh, free over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And coming up in a week's time, we're going to be broadcasting live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We'll start out Thursday night. We'll continue all weekend long. Uh, that's not this weekend, but next, starting next Thursday, so the 24th through the 27th, Free Talk Live will be at the Porkfest 2010. It's going to be happening same place as last year, Lancaster, New Hampshire, the very northern part of New Hampshire. People will be coming up there from all around the world, and they'll be hanging out, liberty-minded folks. Uh, many of them already living in New Hampshire, some of them coming to New Hampshire uh, to move here, some of them considering a move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. That's what it's put on by. The Free State Project uh, throws this little bash once per year, and it's just an absolute blast. Hundreds of people hanging out, socializing, engaging in activities with one another, everything from family stuff to parties. It's going to be an absolute blast. Go to porkfest2010.com to get registered. If you wait till the day of, it's going to be 30 bucks at the door. It's 25 bucks in advance. Of course, you also have to you know, pay for your camping if you're going to be camping out. There are hotels as well. If you don't like the, the camping thing, you can also stay in a hotel room. The, the, the hotel on site is sold out, so you'll have to go down the road somewhere. Uh, there are over 550 people who are currently registered for the event. So it's going to be huge. Because far more people than 550 will show up throughout the weekend. People will be in and out. Uh, some people will show up and they won't have registered in advance. They'll just show up and pay at the door. It's going to be a blast. There's a lot happening. Go to porkfest2010.com to get registered to learn more about the activities that will be going on. And, of course, you won't get to learn about it all because there's a lot of stuff that's going on off of the map, so to speak, or off of the uh, the official list. Just because people in this movement, just they're self-starters. You know, if they don't see what they want on the list of things to, to do officially, they'll just start their own thing. That's why the Alt Expo is happening, a complete alternative, uh, basically, event that you can attend throughout the weekend. There's a lot going on. Go to porkfest2010.com. There's forums there that might help you find a ride. Maybe you need to, to hitch a ride with somebody else who's driving up. That's still It's still not too late to, uh, to put something like that together. I know there are caravans that are going to be coming from across the country. Porkfest 2010, pork with a C, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, 2010.com. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live, so we'll see you there. Now, Mark, I guess my, my statistic was uh, was incorrect. 
And uh, I said it's earlier, hard to remember all these things. It is. Uh, I said earlier it was eighty percent of crimes that uh, that or excuse me the murders that go unsolved. And that was actually true of property crimes. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so if if somebody steals your bike or your car or something like that, it's likely that if you want it back, you better uh, <laughs> start driving the streets. Yeah, you, I think you're better off, uh, you know, handling it on your own. I, I'm, you know, you'd you'd think a private investigator would be a good choice here, but I just I just don't believe in them. They work; they're sort of hourly employees. Mm-hmm. And uh, you how know, much is the bike worth? Right. No. Well, even if it's it's a, a valuable uh, you know piece of equipment or something like that, it just I, I don't like hourly employees in general. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, yeah. just the concept bothers me because they're they're incentivized to burn the clock, not to uh, to do their job. Well, let's talk about the numbers on murder because you pulled sure. them up. So yeah, what I did. do you got there? This is from uh, FBI.gov. Of violent crimes of murder and non-negligent manslaughter, forcible rape, robbery, aggravated assault, murder had the highest percentage. 61.2% of offenses cleared. And you can basically say 60% because this number changes year, year to year. Yeah. Um, so they clear what they call clear, um, not solve. They clear these cases, and there are several different ways they clear them. But basically, it means solved in some right. way or another. They know who did it. And I think that to some extent, you'll see that, uh, you know, essentially violent crimes are about 44.5%. Uh, cleared and but uh, murder is about 60 percent cleared why is murder higher than other violent crimes well because it is higher Higher profile profile and they dedicate more people to the job i would imagine right it's it's their bread and butter that's why we have police to to solve murders right hopefully but Uh, but i i think that murder is also the most likely crime and this is this is absolute conjecture right my experience with uh, the criminal justice system and i'm just just kind of making it up here because I don't think you can come up with statistics like this is I think it's the one that people are most likely to be wrongly convicted of. Uh, there's 200 plus cases of people that have been exonerated from death row since 1970 something when they brought back the death penalty, the early 70s when they brought back the death penalty. That's an incredible number of people exonerated. I'm not talking about released into regular population, have their uh, sentence commuted down to life. I'm talking about let go. Some of them, um, you know, of a, a, a little more than a dozen, less than two dozen were, I believe, uh, they were pardoned by the governor of Illinois, who essentially did it on his way out the door. But you're talking about well, more, well, lots more than a hundred people um, since the uh, the early '70s, and and those are just the ones that they could prove didn't do it. Plenty of people have gone to the gas chamber, mm-hmm. the electric chair, the firing squad, the hang, the noose, hangman's oh noose God, in the United States. They're doing a firing squad in Utah. Did you hear about that? Yep, maintaining their innocence. So this guy demanded to go to the firing squad. Really? Um, he well, he, I think he believed that he would have a better chance of not being executed if he. Uh, chose this uh you know this archaic form of execution but you know that's just that's speculation on my part Mm -hmm. again so uh, it's you know basically you're more likely to uh, they're more likely to solve a crime in a smaller community than they are a larger community that's what the numbers show here i've got a my story here is from informationliberation.com is that the one you're on no, no. Uh, they've got a little chart here that shows that. So your statistic, Mark, was sixty-one percent of murders solved across the United States. Mm-hmm. They uh, replicate that here, and then they break down a few different communities. Boston. Uh, this was for for two thousand seven. Uh, so in Boston, they had less than fifty percent, right? Sixty-five murders, and thirty-six percent of them were solved. In Vegas, so that's better than fifty percent. No, that's thirty-six percent solved. Oh, thirty-six percent. I was thinking thirty-six murders. Sorry. No, no, no. 
Uh, one the, in Vegas, seventy five percent of their one hundred and twenty three murders were solved. So a lot more murders in Vegas, but more solve uh, solving there. Uh, Fairfax County, Virginia, rural area, thirteen murders. Vegas is a right to work state, right? I wonder if their cops are unionized. I don't know. One hundred fifteen percent of the murders in Fairfax County were solved, which is because they solved some murders from the previous year during that year. So it actually pushed the number over a hundred. Interesting. San Jose, California, with 76% of their murders solved, 33 people murdered in, in San Jose. So quite a variety across the country. Looking at just the 161% doesn't really tell uh, the whole story. But the, the article here points out an interesting fact. Uh, according to, again, informationliberation.com, for, sh- uh, for decades, the share of homicides that police solve has steadily declined from over 90% in the 1960s to 65% today. And it says the trend defies the advances in forensic technology and a federal initiative that has deployed more than 100,000 new cops since the early 90s. Well, I think it's because I think it's because they're, um, you know, they, <laughs> cops look bad if they don't have somebody for the murder. And I swear they've I've talked to, a, you know, you, you, there's many cases out there you read about. Maybe they're all anecdotal. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> I think they go and find somebody for that murder. Do you think okay? So what you're saying is maybe back in the 1960s they were just getting some sort of patsy. They, they well they they find them themselves a migrant worker or something like that, mm-hmm. and they go and arrest him and and throw him in jail. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. You're you're probably right about that, but nonetheless, it's it still is interesting that you know despite all of the uh, the the technological advances and the they're, money <laughs> they're doing they're doing worse today. Uh, it's just like with the, the government education, you know, back in the 1950s before the federal government took over and, and the amount of money in, increased dramatically, there was better education. And even in the government schools, the government schools have been getting worse the more money they throw at it. And and, uh, and similarly here, the murder rates, solving the murders, uh, those rates getting lower over over time as well. Yeah. Um, nationwide in 2007, only 40 percent of arson offenses were cl- cleared by arrest or exceptional means. All right, so if you want to uh, share your thoughts, you're certainly welcome to do so. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. Even in these remaining moments, there's enough time for you uh, to get on the air here. Let's actually talk. Let's take a different direction. On, since we're talking about criminal cases, uh, mentioned on re- on the show recently that Warren Jeffs, his charges have been dropped. We never got into some of the detail there. This is the polygamist guy, this most wanted polygamist. Uh, We'll get to the details here in a little bit. Your calls as well. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Even in these remaining moments, there is enough time for your call at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And we told you that Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival starting in a week. So this coming Thursday, or next Thursday, whatever you want to call it, always confuses me. Is it next Thursday or is it this Thursday? Is this Thursday right now because it's Thursday right now when we're doing the show? 
I think that different people uh, view it differently. Um, I think that they can, you know, I think the next Thursday is the next Thursday. Yeah. But people will often say next Thursday, next Thursday as the Thursday after, after ne- this Thursday. Next. Right. Um, so I, I think that this Thursday and next Thursday are the same Thursday. Uh, however, Depending on who you talk the to. Thursday, well, yeah, um, the Thursday after next. I think you should drop, uh, drop saying next Thursday and say this Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then when you refer to the, uh, you know, what some people call next Thursday, you should say the Thursday after, after next. Thursday. Or the Thursday after this Thursday. You can say that. Yeah. Or just say the day of the week or which actual yeah. day. So the, the 24th. The of this month is when it all kicks off. And right. you want to be at the Park um, Fest. Uh, 24th, a mere week from today. Yes, and you want to be there not only because of all the fun that you'll be having across the board, but also because of special events like the Chartarum preview. At Porkfest, you get a special sneak preview of Chartarum, a John Shaw motion picture. That's John Shaw from the Free Talk Live BBS. You may know him as the moderator there. Uh, and it's brought to you by Think Twice Productions. And you can get your copy of the Porkfest-only limited edition of the original soundtrack and the Porkfest commemorative beer mug. That soundtrack has uh, tracks by Liberty activist Hannah Hoffman, Nothing Project, and Scottish gangster rap epic featuring Touchmaster J and User Mac Friendly. I have to say I'm excited about the mug. I'm excited because uh, I still have my Porkfest mugs from two years ago. They're and, nice. And there was no pork, Porkfest mug for uh, 2009. So, uh, so if you didn't get a Porkfest mug... Two years ago, you can get the 2010 mug, and it's going to be completely different, by the way. I've seen the artwork for it, and it's uh, it's very Chartarum. It's very scary, because Chartarum is a, it's a horror movie, right? Yeah. All right. It's a Liberty Horror, it's like horror a, movie. It's a, kind of a funny horror movie, though. Isn't it supposed to be funny? I, I mean, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it yet, so I can't say if it is or not. But That's my understanding. Yeah. I, so I've, heard, I've heard lots about it. Oh, good, good. All right, so we'll get to see a little bit at Porkfest. Porkfest2010.com. Go and get yourself registered. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. USA Today reporting in Phoenix. Arizona criminal charges against Warren Jeffs were dismissed on Wednesday uh, by Mojave... This is last Wednesday. By Mojave County prosecutors and a defense attorney said... the last Wednesday yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the Wednesday before last. Right, right, yeah. So, See, this is how it this goes. Is bad. <laughs> In a, uh, so, according to the story here, the defense attorney said the polygamous sect leader's Utah rape conviction is under review because of possible false statements by the government's key witness. In a superior court filing, Mojave County attorney Matt Smith moved to drop two indictments for rape as an accomplice because victims no longer wish to pursue the case, in part because Jeffs has served more time in jail pending trial than he would have gotten had he been convicted. So he sat in a jail cell as they waited for, to, to actually get around to doing the trial. And so they basically said on one hand, well, the witnesses don't want to pursue it, or the victims rather don't want to pursue it. And secondly, well, really, even if we gave him the maximum sentence, he'd have been in jail already. He's done. Right. He's out. This is a broken judicial system. When, you're, when you have people sitting, uh, sitting in jail for a year Two years? How long has it been for this guy? Three years? It's been Four a while. Years? Yeah, it's been a while. It is an incredible amount of time for what? Uh, you, you know, apparently I mean, nothing. Uh, they haven't. He hasn't been convicted. He's innocent. Yeah. Now, will this guy be a flight risk? I, I would imagine. I don't know. It seems like he would. I couldn't tell you. I think they caught him on the run, didn't they? Yeah, I, I think you. I think you might be right, Smith. But that doesn't change the fact that justice is supposed to be uh, swift. swift. It's supposed to be speedy, and it's nowhere near that. Will he be given some sort of compensation for all the time that he spent in jail? I hope not. Smith also. Well, why not? If he's if he's not not been found guilty, shouldn't doesn't he deserve some compensation for sitting and rotting in a jail cell? 
Um, you know, I'm not saying the government did the right thing here, but I, I don't feel I, I you know, this this particular cult and this particular guy just make my skin crawl. Sorry. Well, th- that doesn't justify locking up a man who is no, never it doesn't. But it anything. doesn't justify giving my money to this guy either. Okay, that's true. Yeah, because it would be taxpayer dollars. Uh, so it'd be nice if it came out of the county attorney's pocket. Matt Smith here, the the guy that was, or whoever it is that the prosecutors were. It'd be nice if they had to pay when they make a mistake like this. Jeffs is considered the leader of the pro- and prophet of the fundamental cr- Church of Jesus and Christ people, of Latter Day Saints. These these uh, these girls. The reason that they're not testifying isn't because they you know they're all better with it. They've been pressured by their community not to do so. So. You know, this is a very dirty case all around. Smith also noted the state of Texas, which has filed more serious rape charges against Jeffs, is seeking to extradite him for trial. So it may not be over for this guy. Uh, sect with outposts, uh, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has outposts on the Colorado-Utah border in Texas. He was accused of, in Arizona, of overseeing the arranged marriage of a minor girl to an adult male, resulting in statutory rape. He previously was convicted of similar charges in Utah and received sentences of five years to life in prison. His defense lawyer says he believes Arizona prosecutors dismissed charges because Elisa Wall of Colorado City, the chief accuser, allegedly made false statements. Wall, who was 14 when Jeffs directed and performed her wedding ceremony, is considered the victim and chief witness. Picaretta said the midwife or a midwife who testified in Utah that and who was scheduled to be a witness in the Arizona case admitted recreating and backdating records of Wall's miscarriage after the marriage. According to Picaretta, Wall misrepresented those events in interviews and during the first trial in Utah. Wall, an author of uh, author, excuse me, author of an autobiographical book titled Stolen Innocence, could not immediately be reached for comment. I've read a bit of this book before. Picaretta speculated that Mojave County prosecutors were forced to drop the Arizona charges because of credibility issues involving their prime witness. So she was she was making stuff up basically to get to go after this guy. I mean, maybe he really is a bad guy, and I certainly don't it's agree a, with. As their, far as I'm concerned, this is a terrible practice. These these people with their you know their backwards religion <laughs> forcing uh, little girls uh, it's, it's pressuring little girls and making it and, and kicking young men out of their community i mean it's just disgusting this whole this whole it's, religion it's weird uh i i it's none of my business though it's you know, none of my it, business i'm if, i'm not going to claim that that it is however don't expect me to condone it i mean if it's if it's your uh you know if, if you've got some community that participates per, participates in what i call abhorrent behavior a i'm not going to be the them? first to run to your Aid. Would, you, would you sell to them? I mean, if you if you were in the town in which, let's say, that you were living in, I'd have uh, to know them better. Um, you know, I mean, what I what I, I I don't have a what I just sort of have a sort of uh, cursory view of what's going on. If what I believed about their community is true, um, that it's difficult for young women to leave and that kind of thing, that you know, that they, I, I'm I might very well not deal with them. Hmm. I don't know. We differ over the reasons he said this is uh, the, the defense attorney uh, referring to Smith's dismissal notion, but we accept the surrender. The FLDS church, not affiliated with the mainstream Mormon religion, teaches that plural marriage is a sacred obligation and a First Amendment right. The Mormon church long ago renounced polygamy. I would agree that it is your right if you wish to uh, to marry more than one person, but... Uh you know, this the the way these people go about it, it's weird and disgusting. Jeffs initially faced five indictments in Arizona, all stemming from arranged marriages involving minor girls. Several counts were dropped because witnesses failed to cooperate. The final two indictments were dismissed on Wednesday. 
They took five strikes at him with a bat and missed each time, said his attorney. Said Jeff's conviction in Utah is under appeal to the state Supreme Court. In the meantime, he said the attorney genitals office has agreed to a hearing in Superior Court to review allegations of false testimony by Wall leading to the conviction. Picaretta said he believes Jeffs will be returned to jail in Utah for those proceedings and added that defense lawyers will vehemently oppose the extradition proceedings filed by Texas based on allegations of misconduct in raids conducted by uh, conducted by Rangers during the FLDS raids uh, in that state. As you may recall, the government people in the state of Texas came into the FLDS compound and as, and as bad as you might think that they are, as despicable as you believe their behavior to be and their belief systems to be. What the Texas government people did to those folks was far worse, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, this, uh, you know, I don't care what uh, about their community and how weird it is, and it absolutely is, doesn't mean that it's okay to go in there and steal those people's kids. It was awful. Yeah. The whole, hundreds, 400 plus children. I can't children. tell you what it would be like if somebody decided, and, and I, they only kept them for the course of a few weeks, is that about right? No, yeah, they did, but But if somebody terrible. came and stole Jack from me... And, uh, you know, I didn't know how long they were going to keep them and what they were going to do. And um, in the past, they've charged, uh, you know, they've uh, certainly the, uh, the legal, the legal system has gone after uh, these. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do if somebody came and tried to take Jack away from me. I really don't know what I would do. By, mm. by I don't know what I would do, I mean I would likely do something terribly desperate. You might regret later on yeah. or somebody else might regret yeah <laughs> you know i mean and these folks didn't do that they stayed calm and they they stayed peaceful and you know they didn't do anything like that they uh ended up getting their kids back and the charges were dropped It's because the state believes they own your children they can come in and take your children away from you anytime they want as long as they feel like they've got enough suspicion of something going wrong. And the fact is, until you're ready to leave people like the FLDS folks alone to their own lives, you'll never have freedom for yourself. See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.